DJ and PK, it's time to welcome in Utah offensive lineman Nick Ford. He joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit smartrain.net or call 877-346-3333. Nick, good morning. Good morning. So, Nick, I know you got a big game coming up this week, and I know you've got to look ahead, not back, and uh, we will get to all of that. But, of course, when I say all that, that means I want to look back. And <laughs> I, am, I am curious here um, because it is about the journey. You do want to get to the destination. You want to get to the Rose Bowl. You want to get to the playoffs. Those are all goals. Everybody wants to win their conference when the season starts and all that. But you don't get to play that many games. You play 12, not the 30, 35, or maybe even 40 some college basketball teams get to play. And so you really got to enjoy one when you win one. And I'm just curious, on the plane flight back, does the O-line sit together, or, or maybe in the locker room after the game, do you take a moment and appreciate what a hot mess the O-line was early in the season and some losses, guys not knowing who to block, blowing assignments. I'm sure it's painful to watch on film how hard everybody works over the course of six weeks and how much the O-line as a group and the entire offense as a group was there for the team when they really needed it to avoid a big upset. Because after the block punt, that could have gone another way. Anybody who watched Kansas and Texas knows that could have gone another way and you could have lost. And that eight-plus-minute eight drive for the touchdown to ice it, Man, there's a lot of good football in there. Do you ever sit back and appreciate big picture the journey from we're not good right now, we're hurting the team, to man, in the clutch, we delivered. We did our part and we got it done. Uh, Yeah, I mean, you know, there is that, uh, you know, recognition of what we did for the team. And, you know, that's that's all it is, what what we did for the team. And it is in the past. And, uh, you know, we just got done doing film, watching film, and it was addressed. And, you know, we, um, you know, talked about it, how it was a really good drive. And, you know, that really just set the shape of the offense and, you know, set the tone for the room. And at the same time, you know, like you said, it is it is the past. And uh, uh, we're only as good as our last game. So we need to continue to build off of that and uh, make sure that we continue to do that and not get caught up in the fact that we have already done it once. So I was down there in Arizona and Tucson for the game, and I was on the field at the end, and I saw that you were on your back, and they were administering to you. What was going on, and how do you feel? <laughs> I'm all good. I, everyone, everyone, <laughs> everyone's all right. I just had really bad cramps, man. I uh, I have a really bad sinus infection, and I'm on a buttload of medication, and some of the medication uh, will make you dehydrated and uh, – during that uh, last drive, when we hit that um, that quarterback sneak, my uh, my hamstring started to cramp, and then after that, next play it was my calf, and the following play, my stomach, my back, and I was just like, "Yeah, I gotta finish this drive before anything else." <laughs> Looked like Goliath on the floor, on the ground there. I mean, you're a big guy, obviously, and I was a little nervous <laughs> for you. <laughs> Appreciate it. So after the game. Um... Kyle had a lot of good things to say about the offense, and in his press conference last week, he actually brought you up and talked about you as a jack-of-all-trades and caught himself and says, that sounds a little bit, I'm paraphrasing, but he said, that sounds like a hollow compliment or something. It just sounds like, you know, you can do a lot of stuff, but nothing well. He says, he's playing multiple positions at a really high level based on whatever we need right then. 
So that's a really good compliment from the head coach, number one. And then number two, how for those of us who haven't played O-line, and PK and I are not big enough to have ever played O-line, what, what's the difference between the positions? What do you have to change when you're moving from one position to another midseason and you got to flip the switch? Oh, it's, it's, it's everything. I mean, um, the way you set at tackle guard and center is completely different. Uh, your weight distribution on your legs are different. Uh, the angles in which you kick out at on pass blocks are different. And um, the way you invert your feet on certain moves is different. And the same thing on, you know, a bunch of uh, run plays, the angles you take and everything you do. So, um, you know, it is really difficult. And on top of actually being able to do that, now you have to add in the mental aspect of understanding the plays, understanding the play calls, uh, what your job is, your gap responsibility, your zone responsibility. Um you know, it is difficult, quote unquote. I don't, I don't personally find it difficult because uh, that's kind of always been my thing: is making sure that uh, I'm, I'm able to do whatever the team needs. Um, and I have a really uh, profound understanding of the offense, and uh, so the mental aspect is really easy to me. Um, and then just getting out there and moving around um, every once in a while, you know you have those couple reps where your feet will go back. Uh, that was kind of like me a couple years ago, but I think this year my, uh, my body is well in line with, okay, I'm at this spot. This is what I need to do. Um, and that's, yeah, that's basically all it is. is just knowing where you need to be and how you need to get there. And, you know, the difference between 45 degrees and 90 degrees and a whole bunch of other things. We saw that Thomas Thomas was out at running back, so you went with Pledger and Bernard Moore, and you still had a ton of success running the ball. Obviously, Pledger went over 100 yards. Uh, you know, you talk about when quarterbacks are in there and you have to be aware of because each quarterback is different. How much does the offensive line have to be aware, if at all, who the running back is? Uh, they do. Each will have their own style of play. From uh, Tavion, TJ, uh, Makai, and Chris, um, but they're very similar in the way they're coached. I think their style of play shows more at the second level and the third level. And uh, the the great thing about all our backs right now is they're they're all patient and they wait for the holes to open up and they understand the movement and they understand where we're going. And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, and you can see that earlier in the season, you know. Uh, the backs were, you know, going really quick and hitting holes, and you know the hole wasn't really open yet. And as season uh, developed, they started to understand that, you know, the holes take a little bit to open, so they started pressing it a little more and, you know, finding those creases. Um, so I, I wouldn't say you have to uh, differentiate too much. I say the main thing is you uh, you just get a different type of personality in a huddle and a different type of personality when uh, they start breaking open into the secondary and the linebackers. Nick Ford joining us, University of Utah offensive lineman. You said you've already watched the film. I'm curious, what is the room like when uh, a bunch of big dudes who spend three hours shoving people around the field so the team can win, when they see tiny little Britton Covey, all 168 pounds soaking wet with a pocket full of quarters, run up and do the bush push and shove a teammate forward five <laughs> yards to pick up a first down? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's funny, it's, it, you know, it shows how much heart this team has and how much heart he has. and it, it, it really shows that, you know, size does not determine anything, especially in this uh, sport of football. 
if you have a great heart and great work ethic, and that's that's all Covey is, great heart and work ethic. And as soon as that play started, Coach was like, hey, look at look at little squirt here pushing the pile. And we all looked straight at Covey. We knew who he was talking about. And we all started screaming, oh. So, I mean, it, you know, it just shows how much, you know, heart, um, you know, this team has and really how much heart and passion Britain has for the game. Oregon has a beast along the defensive line. I'm sure you're well aware. Number five, Kadon, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, and this guy is a surefire NFL first-round draft pick, as Devin Lloyd is for you guys as far as I'm concerned, so maybe that flushes it out. I don't want you to give away your plan of attack, but what do you think the approach is going to be to make sure number five is as limited as possible? Uh, well, you know, you respect all programs uh, and you respect all players, and that's pretty much how it is. Uh, I got to respect for him, but, you know, you can also, uh, you know, put people on a pedestal because then they beat you throughout the week. Um, so I think, you know, a lot of our guys, me and especially our tackles, have been looking forward to this week and being able to see him and compete against him. And I think that's going to set us different versus a lot of people because I understand that a lot of people are more intimidated and we're more looking forward to it. And uh, me personally, I think it's fun. I look forward to it because I've been playing him since he was at Dorsey High back in California. So, you know, it's 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 the uh, same news to me. It's, you know, good athlete and it's it's fun to actually have have a good athlete go against you and uh you know they got a lot of athletes on that defense i mean their d-line is young and you know they're really good they're big and they're quick and uh same thing with their backer core and especially uh noah nephi's brother uh you know it's, it's gonna be a fun game it'll it'll definitely be fun i think the thing that's kind of setting us apart is we were more or less looking forward to the matchups versus, uh, you know, as some people may get nervous of those matchups. So this is a very weird situation. I do not want to undersell this game. This is two nationally ranked teams playing on ABC at 530. That's a time slot that says the TV networks think this is, a, this is a big game, and they think all the fans out there think this is a big game. But you could be playing the same team, and I think you probably will be playing the same team in another two weeks for a trip to the Rose Bowl and even higher stakes in a bigger game, does that impact this first one at all? The fact that you're probably going to see them again in two weeks? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, we got to take it one week at a time. We understand, you know, that there's, there's a great possibility of us seeing them again. And, um, you know, that's that's all it is. I mean, you look back across Pac-12 and, you know, this has happened multiple times where, you see a team twice in play, and um, yeah, you know, you just got to take it, and uh, we'll run with it and see how this first game goes, and uh, we have a plan of attack, and we're going to go into it, and uh, then, you know, we see them again in a couple weeks, and uh, if that's the case, and, you know, we see them, they see us, um, we go ahead and, you know, we keep the plays that we like, change plays that we didn't like, and, and I'm sure they'll do the same thing, and then I feel like the second game is more about who can make the full-time game adjustments because not only are you going to have to make adjustments from game one, uh, I mean halftime at game one, now you're going to have to make an adjustment of the overall scheme. You guys played against each other. Then you guys see each other in December, and it's, it's a, you know, a different offense, different defense from both sides. And now you're adjusting again for a second quarter so. You know, when you see teams like that, I think it's, you know, who could handle a lot of adjustments really quick. 
Well, Nick, we appreciate the time. We are looking forward to that game. Thanks for joining us, and uh, tell Britton Covey we're looking forward to seeing him push the pile again. <laughs> for sure. Appreciate it. All right. Nick Ford, Ute offensive lineman, join us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach, coming up at 930. Question of the day next. The Utes and Cougars both ranked. Are they going to stay that way? Your reactions, which aren't as cut and dried as you would think. There's a couple outside-the-box answers coming up next. Stay with us. DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.